Hey, this is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Please check out my stand-up dates at thecaseymcclain.com. Also, follow me on all social media at thecaseymcclain. Check out stand-up clips and videos of mine at youtube.com slash McLean. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is where I host this podcast. It's where the file sits. It's also a great place if you want to start a podcast where you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can get your podcast to that platform very easily. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, it's the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. This is Casey McLean. Uh, it's late at night. It's 11.09, the day before it's supposed to come out. And so I'm going to keep this intro shorter than any intro I've probably ever done. Uh, today's guest is Todd Royce. And Todd Royce, as you may see from the title, is a bad, 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 bad boy. He's had some problems with uh, TikTok recently. He had some other life problems. We talked about all that. Please follow him at Todd Royce XXL on all social media platforms. He also, he's doing a series of shows that he's calling Todd Royce and Friends. He has one on Mother's Day, May 9th at Spokane Comedy Club. And then he and I are doing one at, um, he has one June 17th, July 17th at uh oh my god improv mania in phoenix improv mania and then july 18th one that i'll be on at stir crazy comedy club in uh glendale arizona on july 18th so and then maybe you know there might be more shows added uh that we are both on so keep an eye out at toddroycexxl.com at the slash calendar and Please enjoy this conversation with Todd Royce, who had, in a matter of weeks, his first road weekend as a comedian. He caught COVID the next week, and then he's now embroiled in TikTok controversy. So please enjoy. Uh, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you soon. I don't want to miss any, uh, any gold. It's going to be all pure gold tonight, too. Um, I'm not in my, uh, I'm not in my normal environment. Do you notice this? I did. Actually, I was going to mention that. It looks like a little window behind you. Yeah. I'm in my dining room. I'm trying a couple things out. One, uh, since we last podcasted, my daughter has moved into her upstairs bedroom. And so I'm giving this a whirl. My wife might wake up and tell me to shut the fuck up in the middle of our podcast. So. Uh, that could end it. That could make it very abbreviated. It would also uh, be very fun, though, if we could just funny. get like, yeah, if the end of the podcast could just be your wife yelling at you, that would be great. The more likely scenario is that she texts me while I'm doing it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so first off, uh, you had <laughs> you've had an interesting couple of weeks. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah well uh, i got to uh, go ahead 
Oh, I was going to say you started the one of the you had your first ever road weekend, which I guess I didn't realize that it was your first road weekend. But you went to Richland, Washington, to MC for who was the headliner? It was uh, Jeremiah um, Coughlin. Thank you. Yeah, actually, I should ask him to be on the podcast. I should have. Can I? Maybe I'll send him a text and kick you off. You want me to take off? I don't blame me. He has. Dees Casillas was featuring. So. Oh yeah, I should have Dees on too. I do owe Dees. Dees, I owe many favors, and I don't think him being on this podcast counts as a favor to him. But (laughs) maybe you should call (laughs) Max up and get him on here too, because Max Falk, Faulkner, Faulkner, the um. The owner of Jokers. Anyway, so I want to hear about your weekend because that was the last joy you had for quite a while. For and quite some time. qualifies as joy. <laughs> well, I I rather enjoyed it. Um, it was uh, it was fun. The first night, <laughs> it, it the best that I could describe it is that it seemed like. We were doing stand up as a bingo game was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it just the the club very much felt like a bingo hall, mm-hmm. and um, everybody that was in the audience was at least seventy years old, uh, and they were very very polite in that like they didn't even want to laugh to interrupt you or anything like that. Uh, so it was uh, it was a fun it was an interesting uh, first night. What was the size of the audience? The first I actually was like probably at least 75 people, I would say. Oh wow, that's great. Uh Max said that it was one of the biggest crowds that they've had since the they came back. And then the next night on Saturday, I don't know if we had more people or if it was just because they were younger and it was sort of like a Saturday crowd, they were a lot sure. more uh, loud and raucous. Did they have salsa night on Saturday still? They did not. Uh they they Ooh. had no salsa. I yeah, heard I, I heard that's that probably that got was, some that's probably got some uh, COVID um, implications, I suppose. Dancing, uh, yeah. It's not a. That's not a. Nobody's leaving room for God when they're salsa dancing. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um. So I want to tell you about one of the first times I was ever out there. I've probably been out. I think I've been to Joker's. I think I've I emceed there like five times, and then I think I've only featured there once. I was supposed to feature. Um, you were, you were supposed to come to, uh, this is before we were like friends really, um, last year in April. Yep. Like it was one of the, it was the April was going to end up being like the most profitable month of comedy I had ever had. And one of those weekends would have been you and me, you, me and Gabe Rutledge in Richland. Yep. By the way, this April has turned out to be the most profitable month of comedy I've ever had by like a lot. I mean, I'm happy for you. Uh, uh, let me just interject real quick. Last April was also going to be my most profitable year. I was going to make at least two hundred dollars, <laughs> and uh, this April would have probably gone a lot better had other things not come about. Do you? Think but that's I'm sorry. That's true. Do you think that's oh had other things not come about? Yeah, I get what you're saying. We'll get there. yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get to that point on that. <laughs> so I've had the first time I went out there, it was with this dude, or it was opening for this dude, Manny Maldonado. Not opening, uh, emceeing. And what did I do that time? I think I got my 
wife's in-law or my wife's grandparents live in Richland. So I think I, oh, you know what I did? I stayed with my friend in Yakima who used to write for the Yakima Herald, Madison McCord, who now has a baby and a wife uh, and writes for the Spokesman Herald or whatever, Spokesman Review, whatever that newspaper is called. Anyway, he did not have that then. He had like a single guy rental house and I slept like in a in an extra bedroom um he got i don't know if this is nice to tell but he got kicked out of the bar uh the night that i got him into the show so i don't know (laughs) wait you got kicked out of jokers he got kicked out of joke the whole facility of jokers wow it was the most peaceful time i've ever seen anyone kicked out of a bar i don't know if it was actually it might have been a later trip that i made there because like i said i made multiple so i realized that time that staying in Yakima and working in Richland was making a an already money losing trip even less profitable. Right. Driving. Yeah. And also like you just can't have as much fun when you have to drive whatever fifty miles or something like that. Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Immediately after the show. So then the next time I stayed with my wife's grandparents and I get along with them really well, but it's I would say that uh these are people who wake up at 6 a.m. no matter or 5 a.m. no matter what day of the week it is. And I, I mean, I've had a day job like since I was 18, but like sometimes I'd like to sleep past 5 a.m. Sure, <laughs> sure. So that was that was like a rough a rough time. So the next time I went out there, I was like, I am going to get a motel, and so I stayed at. I must have only emceed four times. I stayed at the Days Inn, which is the closest hotel to Joker's. It's a motel. Right. And when I arrived there, uh, I looked like I do. You've seen how I dress, how I carry myself. Yeah. The lady lady at the front counter, she just assumed that I was part of the, like, traveling construction crew that was there. So she says there's a there's a restaurant in the in the same parking lot as the Days Inn. It's a Mexican restaurant, but I can't remember the name of it. She's like, uh, that, I think like Trace Margaritas or something like that. Anyways, uh, she goes, "Hey, just so you know, I've, I was telling all the other guys this, but uh, sometime around ten o'clock tonight, they're uh, gonna shut off the power to the transformer, and we're gonna lose power. But you'll be asleep because you guys are waking up early anyway." So you won't have to worry about it. And I was like, had my earbuds in, like was barely paying attention. And then I was like, oh, that's probably going to affect me negatively if we lose power (laughs) at 10 p.m. So the show finishes at Joker's. I like have a beer, leave, go to Taco Bell. I had bought a, a bottle of whiskey and I had bought a bottle of whiskey and like a rocks glass at the, they have like a, like a total wine type bevmo type place in sure, sure. Uh I had gone to the ice machine to get ice before the show and because I knew that I would like want to have ice in the room and I when I got ice I was like I feel like something fell into this ice. I thought I saw something fall into the ice from the ice oh, machine God. and I searched and I searched and I searched couldn't find anything. So the show ends, I go to Taco Bell, I uh Come back to the hotel room. I have way too much Taco Bell sitting on the table in the, like the dining table in the hotel. 
I'm fucking, I have a glass of whiskey, oh, too much Taco Bell. And then you hear the transformer click and slowly the light fades. Like it didn't just go out. It slowly faded like a metaphor for me committing suicide in the hotel. Right. And then, and then the next morning I woke up hungover. I had like, you know, charged my phone, charged like a power bank to continue to be like charged my computer, the whole thing so that I had like enough entertainment and shit to keep, but it like, I was, it was also hot. And it's yeah. like the kind of hot that's like the air conditioner doesn't work because the fucking power's off and it, it, uh, penetrates the night coolness or whatever that you would expect. So it's like a rough, rough night. And I wake up and I go to take a piss and I look down in the, the now melted ice thing and there's a dead moth. In go the on. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, That's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, just like there's just like a pile of sh- a shameful pile of Taco Bell, uh, <laughs> half half consumed bottle of whiskey, a dead moth, and what used to be ice, and my fucking just sad hangover. And you were just like, "This is the life for me. This is yeah, how like, I want my life to go." Um, That's how you know you love comedy is to like stay the next night. Right. You must right. <laughs> uh, tell me what you stayed like what Pasco or something like that? Yeah, it was just uh yeah, it was in Pasco. It's a place called My uh, My Place. And the thing is that like cuz for those that don't know, like if you're uh if you're headlining or featuring, uh they pay you well, they pay you, you know, you get part of the door and well, it's not you get a hotel. Crazy. Okay, well, they pay you. Well, they pay you better than the MC, (laughs) right? Uh, MC, you don't even get a hotel, Um, so they uh, they pay you, and that which is fine. Like you know that going in, it's not like it's something that they surprise you with. So something you've already agreed to. Um, But I was looking online for for fairly inexpensive hotels, and I found this place called My Place. And what I loved about it was because of COVID. Uh, and because, you know, travels down and all that sort of stuff, the room rates were so cheap. I was able to get like a suite that had like a full kitchen with like a full size refrigerator and oh, all that wow. sort of stuff. So it was actually incredibly nice. It was in a great part of town. It was right next to a uh, an auto body shop and I needed to get my car serviced anyway. Mm-hmm. Don't be fucking up, man. You're going to knock <laughs> something over and wake up the wife. It's going to end on a technical difficulty. <laughs> like it almost did last time. Um, so it was, a, it was a really nice one. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I feel so bad, but thank God for COVID. <laughs> this is what I was thinking. Yeah. That's while I was I had a, I've flown. Well, several flights, but two trips. And in both cases, the flight to Boise um, and the flight to Boise had uh, a person sitting directly next to me because it's like one of those four row planes, like two on each side of the aisle. Right. But other than that, I've flown an Alaska flight back from Boise, which is a six row plane, whatever those are called. I don't know anything about planes. Um, the I took an Alaska flight to... Oklahoma City and then a Southwest flight from Phoenix or from Oklahoma City to Phoenix and then another Southwest flight from Phoenix to Seattle. And in every case, I in besides that first flight I haven't slept or I haven't 
uh, sat next to anyone. I did sleep great as a result, by the way. I slept a lot on the on the way. Um, right. But yeah, there's like there's part of this. There's part of this is a little bit like a summer camp or like camping thing where we're gonna miss some stuff from this. Not everything, and it's not the sum total is still bad, but we're gonna miss some stuff from this time. Oh yeah, no, for sure. It's it's like that with the. Uh... It's like that with anything. It's just like uh, you mentioned summer camp, but also just like school. Like there's so much of school that as you're going through it, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then now you're just like, oh, my God, I wish I could go back. I know if you could appreciate it. I was talking to my wife the other day about doesn't it feel like do you remember when it seemed like time just stood still? Like when you were younger and now you're like, I don't have time to do anything. Right. When when Christmas would be over. As a kid, you're like, holy God, it's going to be another 40 years before there's another Christmas. And yeah. now it's like, oh, my God, I got to start shopping for next year or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, then you, you were supposed to be in Richland two weeks in a row. And I tell me if this rumor is true. Uh, you were told that because you were there two weeks in a row, you weren't allowed to do the same material. So you would have had to do 40. And that's why you pretended to catch COVID <laughs> is because you didn't want to have to try to do 30 different minutes of material. Yeah. I ran through my, my 10 minutes in my MC spot and I, I thought for sure I'd have enough time to write a half hour before uh, the mm-hmm. next weekend. But lo and behold, um, yeah, no. Yeah. So, so first of all, that part of it, was kind of cool because I was excited to test out to, to make sure that I had that time. So I was saving like my absolute best stuff. I was saving that for the next week where I was going to be featuring for, for Gabe. Um, but I still like, you know, the, the host spot still went well. Uh, and then I got, yeah, I got COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. My wife, my wife got it uh, really bad. Not, I shouldn't say really bad because like really bad is you know you're, yeah, you, you're digging you, a hole. But you toggled between by the way, like we're doing fine. It feels like the worst is over. To we are on death's door. We're not even taking our garbage out of the house. Okay, well, yeah, that was the whole. That was part of the story. Real. So when I said death's door, by that point I was feeling pretty okay, except for every time I moved, I started breathing heavy. Which isn't too much. I know right where you're going to go with that. Um, usually I can get at least a few steps in before the sweat starts pouring. But yeah. Um, but with COVID, I, I, yeah, it was. It was like if I was just sitting on the couch, I was perfectly fine. And then I'd get up and I just, I just have to take a second and, you know, whatever. So yeah, I had uh, the whole reason why I brought up the garbage thing with you. I think this is a, a good story. We were uh, obviously we weren't going out anywhere, so we're ordering groceries, mm-hmm. we're ordering food, and I ordered, uh, we ordered something from DoorDash, and this woman brings the brings the food up, and we have this huge window right in front of our living room where we're sitting, mm-hmm. and she goes, uh, as I'm walking over to the door, she goes, she yells through the window, "Don't I know you from TikTok?" And I was like, "Oh," I go, "Yep," and I thought she was gonna leave. But instead, mm-hmm. she started walking towards the door like she wanted to meet me. And so then I had to yell out the window, I have COVID. And then she just kind of like, which, by the way, I'm sure she just thought like, oh, he's a dick and he doesn't want to meet me. at all. Mm-hmm. But I meanwhile, 
Yeah. Meanwhile, where she's standing and about to put the food down, I got like piles of bags of garbage, like right in front of my front door. So uh, it was a nice yeah, look. The, it's, it looks like you're already in like the true life uh, or the, the VH1 behind the music phase of your, <laughs> right. of your TikTok fame. <laughs> you've, you've already spiraled into heroin addiction and irresponsible <laughs> sex. Uh, that's funny is um i'm did you have so we're like you kind of got the benefit of having some knowledge of covid over like you know we're a year into a pandemic you also maybe had the the like detriment of the anxiety because it, so and i'm like i'm one of a million people that think this but a lot of people did have it and didn't get diagnosed early on right we right we, right we can agree on that I think I had it in early February of um, 2020. Uh, I was I flew. I did comedy with a headliner who was had a 102 fever that he couldn't control. Um, I came home. I was sick immediately when I got home. I uh, my mom and my mother in law both got what they thought was pneumonia. Um, oh jeez! After spending time with me. So I didn't have any anxiety about it then because I didn't think like I was not, I'm pretty anti-alarmist. So I wasn't worried about COVID at all. Like I mean, we weren't even, we were calling it coronavirus then COVID, oh, excuse me, hadn't even entered the, the vernacular. And right. so I was like completely ignorant to it and probably acting irresponsibly. I mean, I did take some time off work, which I normally wouldn't even do if I was like a little bit sick. Cause I wasn't like. I wasn't that sick. Oh, and my daughter got very sick with with what seems to be something different. It, it doesn't. It she didn't seem to have the classic COVID symptoms. She didn't complain about losing her sense of taste or smell at a whatever she was six months old or something like that. Sure. Um. So yeah, did how like do you think it fed anxiety or confidence that you would uh, survive it? Well, first of all, I don't think that you had it because I think that you uh, aren't man enough to survive it. Uh, but <laughs> I do. Uh, so it was weird because with me, by the time uh, my wife got tested and found out that she was positive, I kind of felt like I because I'd had like a day where it was just horrible. And then I was feeling better the next day. I, I was feeling better the day that we found out that she tested positive. Um, and then or on death door, depending on who you ask. <laughs> right. When I bring it, when it comes to taking out the later. garbage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, I was just trying to make an excuse for not taking the garbage out. Yeah. Okay. No, but I again, I was, I was like the the first couple of days, I was dead to the world, pretty much, and then mm -hmm. I felt a lot better. Um, but again, that's just when I was sitting down or like I wasn't moving at all or anything like that. Um, so the, the main things that I had after that, uh, the, the initial couple of days was, uh, the trouble with breathing if I was moving around and the fact that I couldn't taste anything or smell anything. Um, yeah. which for you, which, that's like, that's like the reason to live, right? Well, here's the problem. This is the worst. I'll, I'll be honest with you. The worst part about it is that it shows how mental my eating is because mm -hmm. I couldn't taste anything. So I could have spent a week and a half eating steamed broccoli. But mentally, I was like, oh, I'm sick. 
I want to feel happy. So I like bought donuts and pop tarts, <laughs> and, like candy bars. I couldn't taste any of it, but I'm sitting there yeah. just shoving the, I must have eaten, eat, eaten, I must have eaten two dozen donuts in like a day. That's an exaggeration, but <sighs> yeah, three at least. Uh, I, yeah, it's, it's an over I have the exact thing you have where it's like when i'm sick i need to reward myself even right. though i know that i know that ice cream doesn't cure the common cold but uh yeah it'll make me happy in that moment i so that's another thing too is like i wasn't aware of all the symptoms back then so like the i don't know if i lost taste or smell at all because i don't remember you know i wasn't on the lookout for that right right yeah i think and also i don't think that happens to everybody but it's like the most distinct and common Symptoms. Yeah, so it's, it's possible that I could have had it and not have that happen. Um, right, because it's like, like you, you, know. you. If you're like me, you can you get sore throats a lot, or you get uh, mm -hmm. you have sinus issues. Um, you feel a little bad. You have diarrhea constantly. Whatever, like all that stuff is <laughs> basically just uh, you know a, an average Tuesday. Um, yeah. But not being able to taste food is that's when the alarm started going off. What you are a person that like we just before this started you told me that you were pooping you're taking a shit i'll use your <laughs> this isn't a family program uh where do you fall on the shit conversation uh i guess it would be like the the spectrum of acceptability meaning <sighs> i have had friends that i'm surprised that will send me just horrific shit uh otherwise but will not if you were to send them a, they're like Please never send me a picture of poop. I do not want to see a picture of your poop. Is this your way of asking me if it's for consent to send me pictures of your poop? I mean, it's the not. Is, I like, I don't even like the word poop. I'll be honest with you. I've I've, I've had this conversation with okay. a lot of people. I don't know what it is. I don't mind the word shit, crap, poo, mm -hmm. even. But the word poop, for some reason, is uh, you know, some people just say I have that about the word moist. That's how I am with mm -hmm. poop. And now yeah, I'm sure from it. Where did, what 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 movie did or TV show did that come from? Because everyone decided at the same time that it was cool to not like the word moist. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense at all. Like what mm -hmm. what what? The only way, way that I've ever heard moist used usually is in uh, Duncan Hines commercials. Um, <laughs> so I yeah I don't understand that, but it does seem like just out of nowhere. It's like kale all of a sudden out of nowhere. It's just something that existed. Yeah, let's see. I, f I swear to God that was on a movie. Um, and it's like the, the suggestibility of people is that they'll just adopt somebody else's personality if it gets them attention, you know? Right, right. Um, okay, so I is that, are we... You don't like the word poop, but if I sent you a picture of my shit, how do we feel about that? Not, not well, no, not well at all. It's weird because I... I see, and here's... The yeah, well, <laughs> that's, I, do I give off a shit energy that I would enjoy? Here's what that? I'll say. Uh, All right. I'm not welcoming it, but I wouldn't think less of you had you done it. Had you done it without asking me, I would have admired you in a little bit. Well, see, and here's something that's weird is that I actually would, especially tonight, because I was actually very proud of, of what I did. Right. Yeah, right before uh, right before this. So I would have had no problem sending you a picture of mine. 
Yeah, um, I'm not. In, I'm not inviting it. I'm just telling you that. Uh, I mean, and, and by the way, you've already opened the the can of worms. Well, like it's going to happen. Well, let's re- let's remember who has the weak stomach around it, because whatever you send me, just understand that at least an equal barrage is coming back your way. You That's have a, a very good point. A floodgate you could be opening. <laughs> that yeah. is something that you suffer from, and not me. I don't sure. mind. It doesn't hurt me to see to see that. Fair enough. Fair just, enough. I'm just giving you forewarning. No, no, no. I, yeah, it makes sense. I've all I have seen. Fr- I mean, it just some of the horrific shit, and I uh, horrific stuff. I mean, we keep I keep using the euphemism, but the and then to be offended by shit just blows my mind. Well, like, what type of horrific shit are you talking about? What's worse I'm than talking like um like people you know like I don't even know if I want to get into it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that that I mean like, like literally good. people eating shit shit like that. Like uh I was in a green room with Josh Wolf and I don't understand what he's ever going to do with this by the way. I don't know if this qualifies as a me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had it was me and uh Jeff Lott. Who's Jeff yeah, Jeff Lott. I get Jeff Lott and Jeff Tate mixed up in my mind but jeff lott is a seattle comedian and um jeff lott was featuring i was emceeing and josh wolf was like hey casey can you film you and jeff watching this video on my phone and then i want to use the video they won't get to see what you're watching but i just want to like put your post your reaction to this sure i was like yeah absolutely i'm like a hungry brand new comic and I'm just going to say what the video was, by the way, because I still don't understand what he's doing with these videos. I found it on my phone, the video. It's because he's showing me it on my phone, right? On his phone. And so right. I have the video reacting on my phone and I, I texted him to him. And it's just a person's prolapsed anus and then another person sucking on the prolapse, which I, I'm sorry, everybody that's listening, but this is what Josh Wolf made. Me and Jeff Lot watch. It's disgusting. That is he, disgusting. He, yeah. He also said, by the way, I like how clinical you're you're taking this. Like, oh, that is disgusting. Actually, I've, <laughs> I've done the research, and that actually does qualify as disgusting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure what the point of it was. I maybe it's like a failed project. Maybe he pitched it to NBC and they didn't <laughs> take it. Uh, and I, nothing against Josh Wolf. I think he was a nice guy. I still have his phone number. I will never use it for anything. But uh, if you're listening, would, Josh, would you ever send me a picture, like a screenshot of his information with his phone number scribbled out? Because you don't want me to take the number oh. and call him up and say, "Hey, I'm Todd." No, I did that to you the other day. Obviously, it wasn't it wasn't him. It's funny the the amount of um, like. In the comedy world, celebrities, you'll accrue their phone numbers for various reasons. And you're like, I'm never, I actually, uh, the, I sent past podcast guest, uh, Brett Ernst, a text because he's at a, a local club. And I was like, Hey, can I do a guest spot on the Thursday? And just no response. So, <laughs> no uh, response. even when you do use them, sometimes they don't, uh, pan out for anything. Um, but yeah, I sent you one. I have another one that's like, Probably the most famous one I have in my phone is like not you wouldn't be like, oh that's so cool. You'd be like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's weird that you would have that person's number. Um, <laughs> it's Josh Firestein. Yeah, 
Actually, you, you're getting very close to being the most famous person whose phone number I have at this point. <laughs> I've been famous on one platform, so uh, well, we don't know. I got, I've got some new followers on Instagram. <laughs> How, what, what are you up to on Instagram? It's like 3,200. Oh, that's great, because I think you were around like 1,000 pretty recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so you let's finish the COVID thing, and then I want to talk about your uh, your TikTok, um, your present TikTok situation. Uh, so when did you, from the time when do you think your wife got sick, to when did you guys like feel better? We're no longer contagious, whatever. So she figured it was, and I'm so so happy about this because. Um, you know, I just did Jokers, and then we did mm -hmm. uh, Todd Royce and Friends at the Tacoma Comedy Club that Sunday. Then we went to the Tacoma Comedy Club again on Monday for a trivia night and and to have dinner and stuff like that. But it was Tuesday that she got sick, and she knows mm -hmm. that because she knows the coworker that she was with. Um, so uh, and then everyone uh, in her office got sick. So, um, that was around the time that she started really getting it i got it i'd say i got really sick on wednesday and it was it had to be thursday it had yeah it had to be thursday no it was friday that we got tested because uh i it, yeah i had to call uh, i had to let gabe and uh, max know that i wasn't going to be able to make it to yeah. jokers <clears throat> on friday so it was friday that we got tested uh, and then I would say that the following, I don't know, I'd say by like Monday, no, <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm all the whole thing is uh, boggling up. So Monday and Tuesday were really bad, the following Monday and Tuesday, and then probably Wednesday and Thursday of that next week is when I started feeling better, and then mm -hmm. I was feeling great through the weekend. What are they? What are they telling you at this point? Because I talked to this dude uh, Noah Savage, who's a New York comic. Um, right after COVID started. He was the first guy, the first comic that I had heard of getting COVID, I think. I think it was even before, like, Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen got it. And, really? uh And they told him at the time that they expect him to have um, antibody response or immune response for, like, at least three years. Really? From, and, and, of course, we're, you know, in a time where we have vaccines – and all that stuff. So I, I'm not, tr I'm not trying to do this to encourage anyone not to get it. That's already gotten, I think it's probably, you know, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want. Uh, I, I got the vaccine. I don't care what anyone does. Um, <laughs> my whole family got the vaccine. I, the whole, like this whole thing where we're like, trust the science. And then people are like, the, we're like, so fucking, um, everybody's a scientist. And they're all wrong, you know what I mean? Like yeah, these yeah. these on the left and the right, everyone thinks they know science and they're both wrong. Uh, right. But but just real quick, I just want to make sure that everybody in Seattle, uh in the Seattle comedy scene heard that Casey's vaccinated, so he doesn't care what anybody else does. I mean, for my, my whole family's vaccinated, I'm vaccinated, so like I've been doing comedy unvaccinated for a while. I flew uh, before I got my first dose, I believe I flew. Um, 
I mean, I'm like a big, you know, I wore masks. I actually, to, to give uh, some credit to like, I think you're not pushing your luck and getting other comedians sick is, I mean, not just, it's not like it's admirable, but it's like, this is the way we're supposed to deal with it. Right. Uh, I did a show <clears throat> with Greg Beachler and he found out, um, I guess, because the person isn't a comic, I'm going to, he had contact with a positive person and, uh, like, let me know, but we had worn masks around each other and neither, right. like, I actually don't think he got it, but I didn't get it. I've, uh, you know, had a couple exposures where that's actually the other reason why I think that I might've had it is my daughter's daycare had five teachers test positive at one point. Oh, jeez. Three of them were all three of her teachers. Good God. And she didn't get it. We didn't get it. Some other kids, you know, got it in the, in the and some parents and stuff. But uh, so I think we had it before. That's the re- one of the reasons I think I had it before. The fact that Greg didn't pass it on to me made me think I had it. Also, mm-hmm. I've had another couple like uh, second degree exposures and shit like that. And never... And I have gotten tested, by the way. Like, I I would go get tested, and I would... Anyway, um, so I think those two things are, like, examples of, like, if the if everyone is, like, kind of fucking being a little more cautious than they would normally be and following, you know, the, like, whatever CDC protocol or our fucking governor who's been more strict than anyone else, right. almost, then... Yeah, fucking it works. You know, like the there haven't been enormous outbreaks attached to, to like Tacoma Comedy Club or the comedy clubs that I've performed at. Right. Exactly. And also one of the things that doesn't make sense to me is like a lot with the exception of the masks, a lot of the protocols are basically just things that you should do anyway. Like wash your hands. Like I don't one understand why. One. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. <laughs> I'm like Hold on, actually I, so I'm a hundred, I wash my hands 100% of the time that I poop and, uh, poop and, uh, poop. And, uh, I will you say this. To- I don't, I'm not a hundred percent of the time that I pee. Uh, hand for washer. Fuck's sake. So but here's the thing. You- here's the thing, Todd. Um, I wash the shit out of my penis. Okay. So. This is what I would say. Is, Why is there uh, shit in your penis? Well, I mean, the tubes get crossed every now and then, you know? The I don't, I don't, it's, you know, you've heard of stuff going down the wrong tube, it comes out the wrong tube. I don't know what to tell you. It's not like every time you uh, run the sink in your kitchen, you clean the, you clean the sink, right? Like, just because some liquid came out of it doesn't mean that it suddenly became dirty. <clears throat> it's the clean right, get- skin on my body, Todd. My issue is that you do flush the toilet every time you take a piss, right? No, Probably lift the no, no, I don't actually. This is a real point of contention in my house. <laughs> Why would you not flush the toilet? Um, because don't say it's for the is, environment. Yeah, for the environment. Truly, <clears throat> it's not even like. I mean, I don't care. Again, I don't care what other people do. That's like the. It's the one thing that I do. It's. <laughs> It's like, the one thing that you do is not flush. The one thing I do for the environment is only oh, flush sure. on poops. <laughs> only um, on poops. So I take but it the, you're the, like a. Does your wife then go around and flush after you, like like you're a child? 
Um, I would say that she has a more strict flushing policy than I do. However, we have a little bit of training from when we lived in an apartment together, we had this toilet that just flushed like a fucking jet engine. And so unless we pooped in the middle of the night, we would, uh, we would only flush it when both of us were already awake because otherwise we would both become awake. Oh God, that, that gives me like flashbacks. When I was a kid, if you went to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you weren't allowed to flush the toilet cause mom might wake up in a bad mood. Oh wow, that's a different trauma than I'm talking about, but Yeah, but you're also kind of like my mom now. <laughs> well, uh yeah, so she's got she's fine with not flushing in that circumstance, but I think generally she flushes. You know, the key Todd, if you really want to slip one past your wife on this is to just drink enough water that she can't tell that you peed in it. But you're I, hydrated I, I... enough. Yeah, I don't think you understand. I don't want to slip that past her. <laughs> I want to flush the toilet. I want to wash my hands after I go to the bathroom. I understand. You're so, but I get what you're saying though. Like, yeah, wash your hands. I do. I actually am pretty big. Um, I've gotten way more lax on hand sanitizer in the recent months. Yeah, especially same since here. I got vaccinated. It's like, first off, like I do kind of believe that. Um, as a whole, we like over sanitize our world. I think that's true. So, uh, and I've had like historically had a pretty strong immune system. I am getting my uh, tonsils removed, by the way, because like you said, I am the, I do suffer from occasional, uh, occasional sore throats. And then I've had like, you know, normal pollen related allergies for my entire life. And so, those first couple months, you're like, I, I know I haven't left my house in 90 days, but is this is this sniffle that I have the precursor to my death or what? Right, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I, I, I know. I was gonna say. So uh, you were talking about uh, you were talking you, about how laid- everything, most of the shit's just stuff you should be doing anyway. Yeah, but also you were saying that you've laid off of the hand sanitizer recently. I remember in the beginning, I was like, uh, you know, I would still do uh, Instacart or whatever, have people bring the groceries. I would like put on gloves to bring the groceries in Mm. and then sit there with like Clorox wipes and clean everything off. And it would take, you know, a half hour to 45 minutes to put the groceries away. Um, But eventually I just got to the point where I was like, this is stupid. I never did that. I never did the like spraying down the Amazon package thing. I would just open them and wash my hands. But do you remember at the beginning when the touching your face, it was like, you're not, you shouldn't touch your face. Right. Basically. And I think it's probably been proven that that isn't actually the, uh, an incredibly effective method of transmission. But also when we were like 45 days, into the earliest parts of the quarantine. I was on a Zoom call with my job and a guy was like, I started touching my face and he's like, don't touch your face. And I'm like, dude, I've been in my fucking house for 45 straight days. Right. I'm not the, the, the benefit that I get from being very strictly quarantined is I get to touch the shit out of my face. Okay. Right. Like, right. like, uh, yeah. That's part of the problem with like how the whole thing was rolled out. And I know everyone's talked about this, but between 
different stories coming from different things. Us having the internet telling us all sorts of stuff, how politicized the whole thing became and just people being stupid. So people are like, Oh, don't touch your face. I think that there were people who legitimately just thought that it it somehow it could create, you could create it in your fingertips. And by touching your face, you're going to spread it or whatever to yourself. I saw a thing the other day that said like, uh, COVID can live in fecal particles. This is a very feces related episode. I didn't expect that, but it said like, COVID can live in fecal particles. It's unclear if it can be transmitted to humans that way. And to me, like, we got to get another step in the study before this gets reported. Because that is a straight-up <laughs> clickbait article. That's right. like straight-up <clears throat> science clickbait that scientists shouldn't be allowing to escape their labs. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. There's a whole weird thing about about the media, especially on the internet, that just it it bugs me because on the one hand, because it's free market media, anything can be reported. There's no way to stop uh, clickbait articles. There's no way to stop no matter how even any any child can look at it and be like, oh, that's bad for society to put that out there to people because everyone's going to share it and say it. But then at the same time, the only way to oppose that is if the government stepped in and said, "Okay, here's your media source. Uh, in which case, that's where you I know, know. That, that would be a nightmare. I know. I think it's like it's like um, you. It's the double-edged sword, like the George Floyd murder. If we didn't have the media, like the several sources of media, there's there's a very good chance the way that got reported, um, would have been just the lazy shit that would be like reading the press release from the police. Right. Uh, and then, so we wouldn't get the video that became like this lightning rod for what's a very powerful movement in our country. Right. And then the other part of it is once that powerful movement happened and people realized that further dividing us on this topic was profitable, both Fox news and CNN are fucking raking in money on George Floyd's oh. death. Yeah. Then we then we got that. Then we got the fucking so it is a double edged sword where it's like without social media, we probably don't have this incredibly compelling visual of police brutality. With but because we have all that, we also have this shit that like is fracturing our country in a way that's like uh, I had a. Uh, it'll probably never see the light of day. I was listening to it a little bit before, but on the drive, I did a show with uh, Kevin Eggleston and gr- the aforementioned Greg Beachler, who's a black guy. I look by and I, I say, oh, and I love him. By the way, uh, <laughs> sounds, by the way, he's, like he's one of the good him. ones. <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of my favorite people in comedy. And we, what I, a thing that I like about him is that. He's like, I think, a reasonable adult. He's like an almost 40-year-old guy with kids that has, like, not only a realistic outlook on life, but also a realistic outlook on, like, minor disagreements. You know what I mean? Right. So we had, like, a very, what I thought was, like, a very compelling and interesting conversation about the way to solve some of the problems that are, that exist uh, around that topic. And but yeah, the conclusion I think we both came to is like, dude, CNN and fucking Fox News makes. I mean, they, CNN is is hemorrhaging money because Trump's not in office. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They have perverse incentives, but all the media companies right now have perverse incentives. Yep. 
And you and I aren't going to solve yes, it, Todd. In fact, I think you might be off of TikTok soon. Um, can you tell me if I've ever given you advice that was wrong? <clears throat> um, well, that, that I think would've... that... Are we including not washing your hands after you take a piss? <laughs> I feel like that's not good. I think... <laughs> Good point. Good point. Okay. Okay, but what advice are we? What advice are you talking about here? <laughs> well, I've, I I feel like every time I I've advised you on many things, and in the recent months, and I've just fucking been I'm like batting a thousand right now, like comedy related, even like, uh, because you've talked about stuff on TikTok, and I'm like, dude, just fucking grow your following. Don't worry about the the snobby comics or whatever the even your you have another uh, friend we'll call them who told you to stick to the the your what's that gimmick like he's no he's no friend anymore oh really yeah I'm interested to find out more about that why i'm actually i'm upset that i don't know about that yet um what's well, a fairly recent development Gotcha. Wow. I love the fucking backbone. Even just having a backbone, I feel like came from me telling you to have a backbone. That's... <laughs> yes. 42 years on this planet and I'm finally a man. <laughs> <laughs> but I told you today to get a uh, backup um, TikTok account. Yeah. Um, I, a lot of people are saying that. You're I... a bad, bad boy, Todd. You're a bad, 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 bad boy. But you Apparently. make me feel so good. <laughs> Yeah, so okay. So for for the, the few that don't know uh what my TikTok <laughs> what my TikTok thing is. I do I, I I do a thing where, you know, I say something that's slightly that seems offensive, seems really bad, and then it's just a play on words or whatever and and I get corrected by a imaginary person who's correcting me and blah blah blah. And the thing is that people really do enjoy this thing. And I do it. I, I started doing it originally um, because everything that I was doing on TikTok when I first started out, the whole idea was that I was just going to satirize TikTok. So any fad or anything like that, I was just going to do that stuff. And there was a thing going around where uh, where black creators were constantly were always going, here's five things that all white people say. And then it was always something like, let's skedaddle or whatever. And it was hilarious. It was really funny. But every single one of them, if you went to the comments, there was somebody saying, oh, a white person couldn't do that of black people. Yeah. So so I just made a quick video where I was like, top five things all black people say. And then I started with like the super offensive. I was like, hey, man, like that sort yeah. of thing. And then I cut myself off and I was like, what's that? Oh, I'm not allowed to do that. Um. But th the point is, anytime that I've done something like that, where I'm sort of joking, whether it's about black people or trans people or gay people or whatever, I always get, I always hashtag, you know, things to get those, to get those groups interested in the video. And every single time I've gotten positive feedback from people that are that identity that love jokes about them. <clears throat> right. And so like, I, what I'm trying to say is that part of my, my whole point has been, Again, talking about the left and the right, you always hear people on the right say things like, oh, you're not even allowed to talk about that anymore. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. you can talk about whatever you want. 
but then you also have people on the left that are like, well, if you're if you're a cisgendered heterosexual white male, you can't talk about anybody but yourself. And it's like, no bullshit, you can. You know what I mean? Like it's sure. just it's just it's stupidity. Well, um, I think part of it too is the people. There's a lot of people that just don't like comedy's not for them, right? Like, oh, exactly. Uh, you you saw the thing the other day, but the, I think this is a great example where I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm not gonna pull up the tweet, but the the uh, I tweeted like, my 18 month old <laughs> daughter has been on the carnivore diet since she was born. Some people <laughs> criticize me, but she has like, uh, she's had a hit podcast, been deplatformed, and is now making five times as much money as a free speech advocate and a guy just took that as like like 100 honest like yeah. didn't examine it at all even right. if she, even if she was i mean first off in there i said she's 18 fucking months old you dummy right <laughs> like but uh that dude is just like he would be a horrible comedy audience member because he's not gonna accept the nuance where you're saying something that is ridiculous and the it maybe is like if said sincerely would be hateful right right but, but you're saying it because the thought of that hate is so ridiculous that yeah exactly exactly and and you're right there's there i off i honestly think especially around here more specifically a little bit north of us in Seattle. Um, and, and I think people think I'm joking when I say this, but if people opened up safe space rooms with, for comedians or poets or whatever, I bet that would be a huge business. And you could, because mm -hmm. people, you know, nothing offensive is going to be said here. You can snap well, your I mean, fingers it, or wave it's your not hands. Even, by the way, first off, there's a whole bunch of them. They're not the reason nobody that is going to those shows is spending money to True. see comedy. Right. So I don't think they'd be great businesses, but I do think they're very popular. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, so <clears throat> I do this, I, I do that thing. And then it's a thing on TikTok where if you get famous for something, uh, that's, uh, you know, it, it's hard to then create other material because even, a, a you know, not only does the audience, whatever, not only was I constantly getting comments that were like, oh, I was waiting for what's that, or I was doing this or that or whatever, but also the algorithm or whatever would, would pick up on it. Because if I was doing one of those videos uh, for what's that, um, it would, it, you know, it would automatically get 50,000 views. And then I'd put together a, a video where I had to edit stuff and costume changes and character voices and all this shit that I would put a couple of hours of work into and 500 people would see it. So it wasn't right. even a matter of, you know, <clears throat> so I, I was going heavy on that for a while. And then when my, uh, my follows started slowing down a little bit because enter, enter that friend that I was talking about, uh, he was trying to put me in front of all these different agencies and trying to get me, different things. He was trying to get me, uh, 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 what do you call it? Verified on TikTok and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and what, what kept coming back is what, you know, Todd's page is going really well. He's had a lot of growth in the last few months. Once he gets to a million, then we can talk about 
this stuff. We can talk about touring. We can talk about all these different things that people are going to help me with, supposedly. Um, so that became my goal, just get to a million. And then around 515,000, uh, it started slowing down really, really hard. And so I did try a, a bit more with the, the, uh, the what's that videos. Um, and most of them were totally fine. I did one, uh, uh, about how stop agent hate was stupid. It was a ridiculous thought. And then reveal that I'm talking about stop aging hate instead of Asian right. hate, you know, whatever, just stupid shit like that. No problem with those. Uh, and then two days ago, I posted this video where I said that, uh, uh, it was a, a stitch with somebody who said, say three words that'll piss off an entire fan fan base. And so I said, game men suck. Oh, yeah, I saw this one. Yeah. Now, of course, I'm saying game men suck. And I'm saying, you know, like gamers and all that sort of stuff. And then right. it, the video ends with me going, fuck, I love gay men. I mean, I don't love I mean, you. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so that got taken down for hate. That was after so, like, you know, it had been seen by 75,000 people and 15,000 people liked it. And there was a ton of comments and people were, were really into it. Um, and then it got taken down. Fine. No problem. I appeal it. I've done that before. It gets appealed. It gets reviewed. Then they look at it and they say, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. And they put it back up. Uh, this time they didn't do that. So I posted a, another video where I was basically just explaining what happened. And I said, you know, uh, I know different people who have gotten thrown off of TikTok recently. And in case that happens, please follow me on Instagram. Please follow me on YouTube. I'll keep posting stuff there. And then that video got taken down for hate speech. And I was like, wait a second, that doesn't even make sense. Right. Uh, well, that was, and then, that, was that the one where you used the previous video as the like green screen or no yeah yeah okay. and it ended with a loop of me just repeatedly saying i love gay men i love gay men i love gay men yeah you know what i mean so there yeah. it, it, literally like to a cartoonish point there could be no realistic version of hate in that video uh and so then i then this morning I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to fuck it. I'm, I'm not going to do that stuff. I can, I got a good amount of followers now on Instagram. I can build that up by posting some, the occasional risque, quote unquote, risque video on YouTube and Instagram. And I can let people know that's where they go see that. I'll just do silly shit on YouTube and try to build up a, my audience. I was planning to do that anyway. I've been playing around with a couple of different ideas to try to, to uh, get a bigger following. <clears throat> so, I posted Have you this thing cutting your hair like on TikTok or just cutting it <laughs> just in general. <laughs> it's going to be work. turning people away. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I, uh, <laughs> so, um, I, I saw this video. There, there's this stitched video stitched by a, a ton of people where it was a woman standing on the edge of a boat and she went to like flip into the water but somehow, instead of going straight into the water, she went off to the left and she just landed on the boat. Mm -hmm. And so then there was this whole series of people doing stuff. They went to throw trash away, but they missed the trash can by like a foot. And uh, someone pulled out a chair and they sat down on the floor. Uh, so I did one where I, oh, I was sitting right here at this desk and I opened up a carton of milk and I just poured it on my shirt with my mouth open. Like I was, you know, it was like a lagging thing. 
whatever stupid thing but i figured that you know people might like that or whatever it didn't even get shown to anybody every time i went to check the app it was still saying zero viewers and then it got pulled down and it said it was for adult nudity and sexual situations yeah which blew my mind mm-hmm. well i was jerking uh, off to it i'm sorry to i'm <laughs> That's, I'm sorry that I had to be the one to ruin it for you, but okay. Well, now I, 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 that makes sense, especially with your unwashed hands. Uh, so, do you wash your hands after you? Yeah, you got You wash your hands after you jerk off. That's a stupid. Question. Yeah, Any, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I've got to. At some point, I'm like uh, interacting with my daughter. You know what I mean? Yes. Right after. Yeah. I for sure. Yeah. I. By the way. Can I say a thing about having kids that I'm interested if any parents are out there listening, if they have the same experience, which is my daughter's piss might as well just be like a uh, pine saw. Like it does not like you. It's like really so, pneumonia. No, you just encounter so much of it that you're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's on my hands. I'll wash it off eventually. <laughs> like it's not. I'm not like, you know, like I'm not squeamish about it at all. If, if your piss was on me, I would lose my fucking mind. You know what I mean? Like that would not be like, this is Todd Roy's piss right here. I'd be like, what? I'd be like, what's that? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's actually, we should, uh, we should, uh, I have that gave me a funny idea, I think, but, um, this isn't where you <laughs> propose that we do one of those videos that your friend was showing you before, right? And then you just pee on my hand. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> Maybe get a little on my chest. <laughs> so, yes, I wash my hands after many things, Todd. I'm, I'm also like uh, when I'm cooking, I'm very careful not to cross contaminate. Um, it's a calculated decision to not wash my hands after I pee because, again, it's the cleanest part of my body. Well, I think that's debatable, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, so TikTok, <laughs> um, they, uh, yeah. So, and you can't appeal any of this stuff. You can't really talk to anybody. You send shit off. They send you like a, obviously a, a stock letter or whatever, um, which pisses me off that you can't even talk to anybody or, or anything like that. Cause literally all I'm saying is tell me what I'm doing wrong because there's no, it makes no sense. There's, there's so many videos that have been reported, which I totally get. Right. I've always understood people reporting it because they don't watch the whole thing or whatever. I totally understand that. But every time I've appealed it, it's come back and they've let the video get reposted because they're like, Oh, you're right. Now, all of a sudden, just in the last few days, they haven't done that. And they've taken down so many videos. So, you're a bad, bad boy, Todd. You're a bad, bad boy. Apparently, apparently, right. I'm a bad well, now boy. Now I'm TikTok. dying to hear the story about this. Uh, your friendship dissolving. So I think we should uh, end the podcast <laughs> so that you can tell me about it off. Okay. All right. All right. Um, oh man, I keep meaning to have people do their their stuff at the beginning. Follow you at uh, at Todd Royce XXL. Everywhere you can, maybe not on TikTok for much longer. Maybe check for Todd Royce, Triple XL, or uh, oh, that's quadruple. Good, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be more series. realistic. <laughs> maybe I'll just take up okay. all the XLs and just put up five videos. That way I can just do whatever. Especially once our P video gets out there, they're gonna Ooh, definitely take me down, baby. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna end the broadcast so that we can talk about the other thing. Sounds good.